We're kicking off season two of the Positive That podcast. This episode is sponsored by Town Title Agency, um, number one commercial and residential title agency in New Jersey. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. We have a special guest today. I'm super excited about it as we kick off season two. I really wanted to bring impactful guests on that can help educate people, um, help maybe people get into a new career, a new passion, new level of interest, as well as be inspired and motivated during a time where you know, we could all say the last nine months have been challenging. Um, I like your mindset, like everything you post, like your content. So why don't you introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into it. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me. Thanks finally. for being a guest. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I'm Rachel, your realtor on Instagram. I have been a realtor for uh, almost four years now, and I'm absolutely loving everything about it. Um, are you just saying that, or you actually do? No, I really do. Everything? Uh, everything, okay. yeah. Um, I think mostly would be interactions with people and meeting new people and uh you know, making new friendships would be it. But um, You seem like a relationship-driven person. I am, and I think that's kind of what I base uh, my career on, is more so relationships and families and helping them instead of just at the end of the at the end of the day it's just a number you know mm -hmm. that's not mm -hmm. that's not how i roll that's not how i want to roll i know a lot of people do and that's okay that's what they're driven by that's for them yeah but um i solely just love making new relationships and helping people and, have you always been that way since the day you started in real estate i think so and i think uh it's been embedded in me to almost be that way. Well, I feel like you're very motherly and like nurturing. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick up things as Actually, it comes. Yeah. Like, how'd you know that? Like, oh, I'm picking it up. Go yeah, ahead. people say that. Um, I'm, I actually have a background in family and child studies. Like, what I wanted to do was be a teacher and then be a social worker. So, I think that there's definitely that characteristic within me, and I try to pull that out in everything I can, uh, everything I do. Um, just because I, I think it's easier that way, you're more helpful. What took you off that course of what you wanted to do, like childhood stu childhood studies? That you said child yeah. studies, family, family studies, child studies, yeah, social work. What happened? Uh, well, honestly, um, originally I went to school, didn't know what I wanted to do. Like most people, you know, you're clueless. You get you're in high school, they're forcing you to go to college. You're almost you almost feel like you need to go. You don't want to leave your boyfriend, whatever. But whatever the case may be. Um, so I, I started out at Passaic County uh, Community College and kind of figuring out my way um, and then transferred to Montclair and thought teacher. And then I realized that I had, had to do another two years of college. I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to do that. So what's the next best thing? And then social work and... You know, I I went through my four years with that in in college, and I did my internship at Oasis. Which so you is, did four years of college. Oh yeah, um, I did my internship at Oasis, a haven for women and children in Patterson, and it was unbelievable, eye opening, amazing. Yes, um, and then you know, so after my internship, I graduated, started my grad school classes, and then realized this is just not for me. I, I, there's something else out there that I'm meant to do. And then was it because of like what you saw or the challenges or you just knew that it wasn't? Yeah, I think it, I, I'm someone who can't just leave work at work. You're an empath, 100 percent. It comes yeah. home with you me. feel it. Yep. And uh, your pain is my pain. And that's pretty much 
that that's who I am and I can't help it. It's yep. just yep. I it guess it's the mother yeah, in yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um but yeah, so I think that that was probably the one thing that triggered you know the the next step in my life. Like what do I do next? So then you transitioned right out of that into real estate? No. Or no? no, so then I I nannied. I continued nannying. That's what got me through college literally. Um and it was an amazing family that I nannied for, and I'm still in touch with them. We've known each other for 11 years now. Um, and it was the husband and wife who were like, why don't you go get your real estate license? And they said it to me quite a few times. And um, I just kept saying Were they in no. real estate? The husband, yes, a commercial real estate developer. Um, but so I kept turning it down. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to, you know, it's not for me. I don't think. And my mom was in real estate for over 25 years, and it just never clicked. And then finally, I was like, all right, let me just try it, you know? So I, I went to real estate school. During real estate school, I was working at a, a club uh, in Clifton. Like a nightclub? A nightclub. And I was a bottle server. All right. And uh, there I met uh, Steve, who was a bartender, and Roxy, and uh, a couple other people that actually we all intertwined in real estate, like, just a year you know, later, whatever. So went to real estate school, then joined Star Real Estate, and, you know, the rest is history. I don't never know. looked back. Never looked back, yeah. And, you know, that was almost four years ago. So it's like time flies, but... Uh, Even faster as you get older. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in the beginning of real estate, it's always a little bit scary, you know, like you have all these high expectations. You see how well so many people are doing. You're going to make a million dollars in yeah. your first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, how I'm easy gonna it is. I'm going to be great. I'm going to be platinum, yeah. you know, whatever the yeah. case may be. And then it's like, you know, slowly it, it comes into reality where you're like, okay, this, this isn't just sure. one, two, three. Sure. This is you need to work hard. You need to be a go-getter and you need to really focus on your career and what you want and, and that's it. So, uh, yeah, so, and that's what I did, you know. Um, what have been your biggest struggles early on and what are your biggest struggles today? Is it competition? Was it knowledge? What, what have you experienced from a struggle standpoint as your career has evolved? Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning of real estate, you have all this excitement that you're gonna do really well, right? And then inevitably it becomes just this huge roller coaster that's a never ending roller coaster, right? There's so many ups and downs. You know, I had my, I think I was a realtor for six months before I had my first transaction. Mm -hmm. And I was a part-time real estate agent at that time. So I wasn't fully committed. I wasn't a hundred percent in yet, but I was nervous to take that leap. But then when I did take the leap, quit my job and went a hundred percent real estate, that's when I noticed things starting to shift and change. Um, but I think in the very beginning, what was the most challenging was losing losing transactions, Sucks, you know, right? and, and the feeling of defeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did suck. Losses. Yeah, because you're like, oh, man, yeah, this great commission check. I did everything know. great. Yeah, everything worked out perfectly. I'm going to pay my bills now, and then all of a sudden it's dead. But very early on, I realized that this is the this is what I signed up for. This is what real estate is. There's lots of ups and downs. There's going to be months where you make no money, and there's going to be months where you make a ton of money, you know. Um, and it's all about balance, I think, and and trying to balance that. 
But uh, that was definitely my biggest struggle in the beginning was the feeling of defeat and trying to overcome that. Um, now, what's my biggest struggle? Um, like you seem like an honest, ethical person, right? So I feel like knowing real estate, there are a lot of unethical, not honest people in it. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? Because I feel like that could be like a, an adversity that you experience. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some shady people in the business. Like you submit a client's offer and then like you never hear back from the listing agent and then you see mm-hmm. it goes into contract, let's say less than what your client's offer was, yeah. for example. Yeah, well, I'm huge on communication. Um, I am someone that will respond back to you immediately and if I'm not available, I will get back to you 100%. Like, that's that's my motto. So any agents that aren't like that, I don't know how they do tough, business. Tough, right? Yeah, it, it is tough. And it's like, you know, you're trying to sell a home. I'm trying to get you a buyer, vice versa. How can there not be communication? So, you know, I don't know what it is, but... Do you think just people... This is in general. Forget about real estate. I think it's the whole world. Do you think people just weren't taught how to communicate? don't know maybe people just don't know how maybe if they're a little bit older they're not so tech savvy as we are or you know can you be taught that or is it something that just happens you know like sometimes i'll be online i'm like oh what is this new app and i try to down like tiktok i think i was on it for like two months before i'm like all right i'm over it i don't know how this works and that's the difference though if you start out with instagram facebook myspace you're equipped you know how to work it you you can adapt to any changes but like maybe something new like you know those old clunker phones to like iphones that you know too much yeah so maybe they just don't know how to adapt. What have you seen as the biggest problems in real estate currently today? There's not enough inventory. No inventory. Yeah, and especially now. And given, you know, I'm, I'm letting my clients know, like my, my buyers, after the holidays, it's always, or even during like literally the week of Christmas to let's just say a week after New Year's, it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit uh, slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before that, COVID and everything like that, you know, it's just been super low inventory, which is making it very hard for buyers. Um, it's, it's hard to encourage them to keep going. I think that's a huge problem right now is like the feeling of defeat for them. And they're um, not used to that. Yeah. I mean, I have clients who are super active. We're putting in offers on almost every house we see, and it's just you know, we're being cut out and it's sad, but we have to try to keep the high energy up and keep it I feel like you're good going. at that. Yeah. yeah. So how do you keep them invested, right? Because I feel like, so when I got out of mortgages, when I stopped personally doing residential mortgages back in 2017, you know, part of the reason I got out was, you know, for 18 months, I looked at the cycle, right? So like someone's referred to you today. And look, I have people that I still talk to from 2012 that I've never done a deal for that still call me advice, whatever, so on and so forth. I'm like friendly now. But we would pre-approve somebody today for the first time, first time home buyer or whatever. It was about 18 months before they got an offer accepted. Mm-hmm. Like the cycle went from, hey, usually like 60 to 90 days to, wow, now all of a sudden like two or three months of work turned into like 18 months of work. Like I can't spend my day updating 100 pre-approvals. I just can't, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or like you offer 500,000, 505, 510. Five. I'm like, before I know it, an hour went by, I just gave you seven different so, pre-approvals, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not a word document master, you know? <laughs> so what do you find or how do you see that evolving? Like what's the solution to that? If, uh, 
we need to get more houses on the market. Is that what it is? <laughs> we need more homes. Um, I mean, I don't see, I don't see the buyers slowing down. I, I mean, don't see it either. Interest rates are still super great. Yep. Um, they're taking advantage of that, and then all the New Yorkers that are coming in, all the different boroughs that really want sure all the things that New Jersey they has want New to Jersey offer. now, yeah, yeah, yeah. space, yep. land, yep. A, a place to throw your kids outside and know that they're safe, you know, in in, in eye distance. Sure. Uh, so I don't see that slowing down. It's really just, you know, and I also have sellers that call me and they're like, uh, all right, well, I'm thinking about selling just because the market's so hot. Um, I also need to buy, you know, and then once we're in that situation, we're getting slammed Tough, right? on, on the buy side, but the sell side's no problem. It's like a piece of cake. So I'm even seeing a lot of people just selling and renting. Smart. Yeah. Take that transition. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And then they figure it out in two years. What's the market going to be like in two years? You know, well, that's the thing I was talking to a realtor recently and she's like, who the heck was it? It was definitely like an older female. Like, you know, I say older, like, older than us female mm -hmm. and she's like yeah i just sold my house for i'm giving an example seven hundred thousand dollars but i can't justify buying this new house for seven hundred thousand dollars and i'm like i get that i respect that like, you've been in real estate so long like you never thought your house would be worth seven hundred thousand right yeah you got seven hundred thousand for it and now they're like i can't justify paying this for this house and i'm like again yeah, you're right like maybe you should rent so she's gonna rent for i think she had yeah. a year or two um I think a lot of people are making that emotional decision right now. Like, and I think a lot of people are also prematurely selling. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people say, "Oh, I can get seven hundred thousand, but look, the way this market's going, the way I see it going, with rates still being low, and like you said, the additional demand coming in and limited supply, seven hundred might be seven fifty come spring." Yeah, I've had clients buy houses that were a hundred thousand under a million dollars, a hundred thousand plus over ask. Oh yeah, and I'm like, you, what? If you, nuts? you look on the MLS now. <clears throat> if you can, I don't know. Do you have access? I don't know. Okay. I don't want access. Either. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you look on <laughs> the MLS now and you just look at, let's say, like Essex, Essex and Bergen County, sure. just those two, and you look at the sold and you look at the ratios between what the list price is and what the sold price is, I mean, it's crazy. Lopsided, it's, right? It's gaps. And what's even more insane is that we're waiving appraisals to make this happen. You know, so we're not going through the traditional buying process sure, sure. where you go through it nice and easy mortgage contingency we're yeah. protected yeah. Yeah, yeah no you're waving your appraisal you're waving your home inspection yep. contingency yep. how can a buyer feel comfortable and like especially a new buyer exactly first time home buyers it's tough and like um you know for me being a realtor i've seen dozens of homes and i'm in them all the time so it's like i can kind of gauge where we stand but that's me someone who's gone through the process a bunch sure. of times not the person who just got their license yeah um but a first-time home buyer it's like how can you tell them this is what you have to do and make them feel comfortable you can't so you just have to go off of what they feel right but anyway if you look on the mls just 175 120 like the gaps are insane. crazy it's and and they're paying out of pocket because they of the course cash. they're waiting. Sure, sure, sure. They have a backup that, option. Yeah. I think again, like you know, so like we, I, we, my partners just launched a lending product because so like what I like doing is I like seeing the market and I like you can't make a knee jerk reaction to anything in, in life and mm -hmm. I've been guilty of that at certain sometimes. I've also learned a lot from it. I think yeah. everyone has. So I saw the biggest issue being like you just said. Okay, I have a seller who's very qualified to sell to get a substantial amount of profit on their home. 
but then they need to buy something. So a deal would go into contract to sell, but now they need to rush to buy, but then they go to buy contingent upon selling. Mm. And then you're like, well, I have 10 other offers that aren't contingent. Yeah. But even though this buyer is the most qualified person, let's say all their equity is tied up or they can't carry both mortgage payments for more than five months, whatever. So I literally launched my own private loan program, own private lending program to bridge that gap, right? So like we just closed on a deal last night. It was our first deal that we did, believe it or not, you know, whatever, five days into having the company being existent, where a client has a house in Irvington. It's worth, let's say, th they're in contract to sell for 360000 They only owe $215,000 on it. So there's 145000 in equity. Mm -hmm. We gave them $75,000 as a cash advance, as a second lien on their property, to then fund their down payment on their new home so they don't have to go into contract contingent upon selling. Mm. So we wrapped in the payments. We actually wrapped in two months payments because it's supposed to close the end of January. So we gave them an extra month of breathing room. They don't owe us anything. We wrapped all the closing costs in. We didn't do an appraisal because I know the area. And they're like, wow, you just closed this deal in three calendar days. Like, how'd you do that? I'm like, well, because look, the deal makes sense. You know, yeah. like we're, we're otherwise, like what comes first, a chicken or the egg? So like we created a product that helps people have one less thing to worry about of crap. I can't buy my dream home until this current home sells, you mm -hmm. know, but people right now, again, like there's enough for them to worry about the heightened emotions. They're anxious over everything else other than like buying and selling. Why add to that process? You know, mm -hmm. but I feel like more people need to take advantage of programs and products like that to make life easier. Like if you know your offer is not going to get accepted, if you have a contingency to sell, to buy, I mean, if I'm a realtor, I don't even submit that offer. Mm. You're almost like setting them up for failure, you know, with the way how hot the market is. Well, my motto is, if you can't catch, if you don't throw out a line, you can't catch a fish, right? Fair, is that yeah, fair, I yeah. think it is. sure. Steve I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but so, I mean, it's worth a shot to me. I'm not gonna ever turn down someone putting in an offer. You never tell them, I don't think we should submit if this? It's, if it's unreasonable, yeah. then maybe, yeah. But um, it takes me five minutes to write up an offer. Gotcha. So, I mean, I could do that on the road. I, you sure. see me. You do I right brought here. my computer <laughs> with me. Like, <laughs> you know, um, so I, I'm always going to try. You know, it, it's, you never know. Maybe seller's agents are sure. a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe they're lying a little bit, don't have the offers. I mean, you just right. have to expect that they do. But, but you never know. So... I would still put in the offer. <laughs> so how many offers do you put in for a client before you're like, all right, I think we should look at another property. Like let's say they put in an offer for 500,000, gets denied or doesn't even get responded to. How high do you go up? Or how many offers do you put in before you, you know, pass on a deal? Well, at this point we're, it's going to highest and best within the first three days that it's listed or at least being shown. So really you don't have the chance to go in at one number and hope for a counter. You're going in at the number you feel most comfortable and if you don't, how do you navigate that though? Do they ever ask your advice? Like, Hey, what, what dollar amount should we put an offer in on? Like, how do you, so, okay, so let's say I want to buy this house mm -hmm. and I say it's listed for 500,000. I'll pay 500,000. Right. And you need the highest and best. How do you come in as a realtor, as the expert and say, well, here's what I think we should offer. How do you do that? Well, you just have to look at the sold comps and obviously most recent sold comps because comps from early last year aren't going to depict what Not even this, worthy data anymore exactly yeah. so you really have to look within the most recent solds and the the most comparable you know style location square footage and and base it off of that but um ho and hopefully that number would still make sense for the buyer you know i think it um 
it's a little bit different for people too. If, if you plan to stay in a home for a really long time, mm-hmm. then that number, you may feel more comfortable going in at a higher number. Sure. But if you have the intention on, this is your first home, you only plan to live here for five years, it may not make the most sense to go to your cap, right? Um, and then of course, like two family homes, and when you get into multifamilies, the numbers need to make sense because at the end of the day, if you're sure. not making anything off the property, what's the point? Yeah, nothing. You know, and um, that's really tough right now. You know, I, multifamilies are, has, have always been hot, but now even more. Um, so they're just flying, flying like hotcakes and for a ridiculous amount of money. Are buyers being reasonable of like changing their wants and needs up? Like let's say somebody starts off and says, I want this town and this price point. Are they then saying, okay, you know what? I'll go to the town over and raise the price point. Or you know what? I'll go to the town over, sacrifice the schools and get a lower price point. What are you seeing in that regard? Like how adaptable are buyers right now? Yeah, I think it all depends on what their situation is. You know, if they have young kids, then the school system is number one for them, most likely. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they would compromise on that. Um, location, is, I mean, I have a client that's specifically, a, a couple clients that are specifically looking in just three areas or four areas. You know, so that makes it a little bit more trying because... They're essentially competing with each other. Yeah, uh, and and... And they're different towns and different areas, whatever. But, um, and then I have other clients who are looking in dozens of areas and and a few different counties, which is great because it leaves our options very wide and a lot more opportunities. Um, But I I think it all depends on on the people, on the family, and on the current situation. You know, if they could compromise for a bedroom, fine. If they can compromise on a garage, and just get a four-car driveway, sure. maybe that works, sure. you know? It all depends. Now, do most people come in with their fixed mindset, and then it's your job to, like, slowly, you know, bring them to reality? Or what are you seeing in that? Because, again, I think mindset is everything in life, and but especially when buying and selling a home, right? So someone's buying a home, they've never bought a home before, they come in with this mindset off of YouTube or they hear a podcast, right? And they're like, here's what we're going to do. How is it kind of molding them to, like, what reality is? Yeah, so... When I get buyer lead calls, um, first thing I do is I'll kind of run through with them. What are you looking for? Are you familiar with these areas? You know, have you have you been here at all? What's your price point? And what exactly are you looking for? You know, like move in ready. Are you okay with doing a little bit of cosmetic work? And kind of gauge it that way. And once I know the budget and and where they're looking and why they're looking in those areas and for the most part, it's city transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll then send them lists of a bunch of counties, a bunch of areas, and some websites that will help them navigate the towns. Like as a realtor, there's certain things you can't really discuss, sure. like school systems yep, and, yep. and all that. Yep. Um, so I give them the resources to, to do their own due diligence. Which people like, out. people yeah, love that stuff. Of course. Um, so from there, they'll then tell me, okay, I really like these few towns. I'm like, all right, great. So what I want you to do, I'm giving you homework. I want you to first come to New Jersey or come to these areas and drive around, see what you like, see what you don't like, kind of get a feel for the areas, go out to lunch, you know. And then from there, I'll send you property lists of the areas that you like in your budget 
and you can then see what's out there. So do you think every realtor should have a background in education and social work? Because I feel like that's kind mm -hmm. of giving you like the, you know, preseason of what real estate is because you need to be a therapist and you also need to be able to educate and like kind of motivate them to your understanding of experience, mm -hmm. right? I feel like that's kind of really giving you what your strength is. That background i don't know I, I never looked at it that way to be honest and it's, it's nice though to that you're acknowledging that in yeah. me it's cool yeah. um i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah you can't just go out there and be like hey yeah like oh you should buy this house like, i feel like because i've so background i started in mortgages in december 2007 i was about to turn 21 i was in the bronx new york you know white boy in a suit and tie like not knowing anything right and i knew nothing right so I've adapted to like, you know, had a whole, I could always hold conversations, but I didn't have product knowledge. I didn't yeah. have like real life business experience, right? And dealing with realtors, like you, it's, it's hit or miss, as you know. Like a lot of people can't hold conversations. They can't communicate. They don't know what they're doing. Like, hey, sell this property for a million dollars. Meanwhile, it's worth 700,000, whatever, right? So most realtors, successful realtors from my experience have come from a different background or level of training, right? Like whether you were a teacher or whether you were a cop or whether you had another career in corporate world and like they came into real estate because it was their passion, became great at it. Or they like came in and didn't get taught like certain ways to conduct business, which mm -hmm. obviously, you know, hurts the process overall. Mm -hmm. So like, I wonder if there's a correlation between like successful realtors, right? Because I've dealt with 10,000 of them at this point and their prior background versus them just like getting into it and never being taught properly. Yeah. Well, I think, too, a lot of people look at realtors and think negatively mm -hmm. about us. Bad experiences. Yeah. And if if there's a realtor that's not passionate or isn't, and I'm not knocking anybody, but if you're not uh, passionate about selling homes and viewing homes and the love for the character and, sure. you know, all the different styles and shapes and sizes of all the different houses, you know, it's, it's really a passion. And if you don't have that, it's tough to sell that, Sure. you know, um, like if you went to college, you must be like, did you like numbers to be a mortgage guy? Like, you know, no, I went to college for football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So completely different. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I did like always like numbers for sure. Okay, yeah. well there you go. Yeah. Me, I'm not a numbers person. Yeah. I could never be a mortgage lender. But that's I could a never that's be listen. That's a big. I'm gonna always. So I've got that for 13 plus years now. I'll go on 14 years, right? Of oh numbers, mortgages, numbers, mortgages. Like I hate bursting this bubble, and like there's probably gonna be 500 people that watch this that are gonna like sign up to be mortgage people now to like debunk this because myth. <laughs> the calculator does everything for you. Yeah, you it know, does. like yeah. I know like common numbers, database. like yeah, like okay, million dollars, three and a half percent, thirty-five thousand. I could do basic numbers like math like that, but at the end of the day, you plug into a computer and it tells you everything. So yeah. like you really don't need to know numbers in yeah. order to do mortgages, maybe to have a conversation, but that's <laughs> yeah. a big myth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well that's a myth. <laughs> you blew it for me. Um but uh I don't know. I, my intention was to not ever be in real estate. I didn't know that you it said would your be mother has been in real estate. Yeah. Did you like that growing up, like watching her like hustle? Yeah. Well, she took me on appointments with her all the time, and not because she wanted to. I think because she didn't have anyone to watch me. <laughs> um, but True. I went to you know some showings with her, and I don't know. I was a kid. I Is used she still to, active? Yeah. She joined me at Star Real Estate now. She works for you now. Well, she works with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was at Cobalt Banker for forever. And so I remember going to 
the office and filing things for anybody that worked there sure. and organizing her desk, even though she hated it, you know. Um, but yeah, I guess it was always really, I was always a part of it, you know. But um, but yeah, I, I, I wish I found it sooner. You know, I wish I wish I opened up that door sooner because it really is. Yeah, but every year you're probably doing more business and getting better and better mm -hmm. at it, right? Yeah. So what were you, give me your numbers for last year. I see you posted something that you had a like record year. This year, yeah. Um, so awesome. my first full year, I did bronze. Second full year, I did sil uh, silver. And what are the requirements for those levels so everyone knows mm, like what that means? Cause otherwise, okay, they're thinking so like these like colors. Well, I don't really know exact numbers. All I know this year, gold is twelve million, mm -hmm. uh, with thirty plus units, and then silver. Um, well. I don't know. How many did you close? How many homes? Yeah, how many? 27 homes and then a whole bunch of rentals. It's awesome. Yeah. I so mean, best awesome earning year me. ever, feels, best deals ever. Yeah, it feels good for me. I It's like a personal achievement, Huge. I yeah, think. Yeah, right. You have a does a deal a year. That was another yeah. thing on my uh, vision board, mm -hmm. getting gold, and I did it. Um, we got like a gold gangster necklace. Yeah. You know? yeah. So here Real you go. Real big R. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have the R on my ankle. There you go. That too. There you go. Um, do you actually or no? Yeah. Like the realtor logo? Yeah. Get the hell out of the here. The R. You ain't don't. <laughs> I do. You? The realtor logo. Yes. That's pretty cool actually. Yeah. Committed. A hundred percent. That's official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So it was a really good year for me. I feel really good about it. And next year I hope to do better. This year, no. This year. Oh yeah. This how, year. So how do you build on them? I guess the, the biggest thing that I could say is like, I've, I've learned personally, like people get caught up in numbers, right? Like, hey, I did 27 units for whatever, $15 million, right? This year I need to do 28 units for 15.5 million or whatever the number comes out to, right? How do you build on that? Because obviously you're coming off a great year, like a record year. How do you do that again? Well, so I don't like putting tons of pressure on myself. Um, I, I think the opposite. Go ahead. Really? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think that me going about life just nice and easy and just kind of enjoying the ride is is more fun than I agree. thinking to myself okay i did 27 deals this year i have to do 30 the next you know in 2021 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't want to put that pressure on myself because i want to enjoy it and that's like the main thing for me is that i enjoy what i do and i think if i start giving myself too much pressure and expectations like high expectations that it's not going to be fun for me anymore it's yeah remove be, the fun from it yeah it's going to be more pressure and i like i like what i do now so what know? parts of new jersey do you cover i'm in bergen essex hudson morris middlesex somerset sussex i'm pretty much everywhere so you're like central all the way up north yeah i um so goal for me is just to work as hard as i can now in as many different areas as I could possibly cover and know, and have knowledge on, you know. Um, and then in due time, when I get a little bit older and want to Because you're only down, 29, right? I'm 29. Is that old? No, it's I don't know. baby-like. Oh, oh okay. my God. Um, I had a great year at 29. I liked being 29. Yeah, 29 is great. I don't yeah. know. 30 just feels very daunting. Wait till like 40 is your next step. Mm. Then you're going to be like, oh. You know, That's 30 is still scary. young. 30 is, 30 is still baby. Like. <laughs> See, 40 is pressure. That's yeah. giving me a yeah, little bit of pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got 11 years for that. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, so I think when I get a little bit older, then I'll hone in on more select areas and maybe areas that I don't want to drive 45 minutes to. But right now, I'm cool. I'm enjoying it. I like to drive, clearly. Um, and it's my peace in, during the day. And So do you like put the windows down and rock out the music? Or do you, I definitely see you being that. Sometimes, but in the summer probably. Yeah. But it's also a place where I could get calls done. Sure. You know, and sure. catch up on all Best these, place uh, you know, email leads that I've gotten. I just call, you know. So if funny enough, and my friend Jackie laughs at me all the time because she plays all this music. She's like, um, what's what music do you like? I'm like, I don't know. I, I just like any music. Just play whatever. And Occupy then, my mind. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, what music do you listen to in the car? I'm like, well... Sometimes My I just don't voice. listen to yeah. anything in the car. She's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but honestly, it's peaceful. Sure. Um, yeah, quiet. But then there's times where, yeah, I do rock out, and I listen to 104.3. That's my <laughs> jam. I like classic rock radio. All right. Um, but, yeah, it all depends on my mood on the day and how I'm feeling. And that's how I kind of, you know, justify. Do I feel like jamming out or do I want to chill? <laughs> so most, most people – love their weekends right and as you know in residential real estate those are your busiest times so like your saturdays and sundays are full swing probably most likely right yeah do you then supplement a couple days during the week as like your personal downtime to get done what you have to get done or do you kind of incorporate that into your everyday schedule um most people think residential real estate is again like you know nine to five nope. it's not it's the opposite it's actually like five to ten and then saturdays and sundays it's all 24 7 every yeah. day yeah uh, weekends are usually very busy. Um, it's honestly with COVID, ha not being able to have open houses on the weekends for that time that we weren't allowed mm -hmm. to, it was weird. Uh, but it was also kind of nice because I did have my weekends. But yeah, pretty much real estate, you're working every day, all day, weekends included. And a lot of people don't want to give that up. And some agents don't some agents are like nope saturday sunday is my family day that's cool um but it's just not feasible for me right now clients work clients are coming from the city clients are coming from anywhere so you really need to adjust your schedule to kind of accommodate them in a sense um so you're at their you're always mercy. saying yes yeah yeah exactly uh and then during the week i would say beginning of the week uh like monday tuesday is more of a low-key lax couple days just because um you know people are now coming back from their their weekend going sure. back to their work week so there's always a lot of emails and a lot of follow-up to do on those days so i don't find myself always having appointments on the first couple days of the week but more so wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday you know i'll book up um so are you a planner like do you need everything structured and planned oh yeah but re residential real estate isn't that at all you get no. like blindsided left and right how, yeah. how do you adapt to that it's like you set your structure like hey i'm gonna go to the gym at nine i'm gonna show this property at 11 and at one i'm going to get my nails done and then someone calls you up hey come look at this house i want to sell at nine and then 11 o'clock comes you do your showing but then like, you have to run and like meet a client for pizza because they're thinking about building a new property yeah. how do you manage all those like interchangeables well so if I have something, so I put everything in my notes on my phone and notes are huge for me. <clears throat> I'll never forget anything if it's in my notes. So I, I'm usually like a week ahead planned with everything. So if I have the gym at 545 at night, I'm most likely going to keep that appointment. 
right? That's to me an appointment for myself. Um, if I have my nails done at four, I'm keeping that appointment. So I'll work clients around it. And by the end of the week, you know, I've, everything's worked out. I've done everything I need to do. I've shown all the homes I needed to show. I've taken all the pictures, gone to all the appraisals, done the listing appointments. You know, I've done everything I needed to do and it, it works out. And if it if I can't, then I have to, I can't, you know, there's only one of me. Sure. So. So it's like a big sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to balance personal and business, but you learn to do it. Um, so, and, and that's just what, what I do. And if I, if I can't schedule to get my nails done one week, then I'll just wait a week, you know? So 2021, mm -hmm. what's on your vision board? What do you expect out of yourself? You know, what do you see happening for yourself personally and business-wise in 2021? Well, I've definitely accomplished a lot of my vision board goals, as we talked about before, mm -hmm. for 2020. And I feel really good about it. I have a big announcement to make on uh -oh. Friday. Uh-oh. <clears throat> and I'm really excited. Um, it's something I worked really hard for. And so I'm thrilled. 2021, honestly, I'm making my vision board on Friday. And I've set time aside for that. It's in the schedule. How much time? Um, I'll probably just need an hour All for right. it. Before yeah. and after the announcement. Oh, it do it doesn't coincide. It's just all <laughs> gotcha. You know, all right. Yeah. When it, whenever I get to it. All right. That one doesn't have a time. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, 2021. What's my plan? Just to work hard, do do good, be kind, be happy. That's like a very underrated thing in real estate is being kind. I feel oh, like there's not mm -hmm. much kindness in real estate at yeah. all on any mm -hmm. side. Yeah, and you know it kill them with kindness. If if someone's not being friendly, if someone's not being nice, I'm ten times. Do you ever get worked up? Sometimes. Over what? Um, attitude. I. It's hard to gauge people in email. Tone. Um, yeah, tone comes across very different. Yeah, and very formal. Sure. And I'm like a person that uses a lot of exclamation marks in my emails. Right. And is I she yelling at me or is she happy about me? <laughs> yeah, but like that's how I show my enthusiasm sure. is in in text or email. I want you to know that I'm saying it excitedly. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it boring. Right. I'm I'm happy. Hey, let's get this deal done. Ten exclamation marks. Like stop pushing me. It's like no no no. Like this is teamwork. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, but uh. But Most older people aren't like that, though. Like, mm -mm. our generation is not, mm -hmm. not like, 50 and up. Yeah. They still have AOL email addresses. Yeah, yeah. And you got to take that with a grain of salt, I think, you know. But it's the – it's just the – I think the agents that are just to the core, just not friendly, don't want to be nice, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. So what gets you worked up? Like, what's, like – what are, like, your triggers? Mm hmm there's gotta be, there's, there's got, so that, pi that pisses me, you off. That pisses me off. Because how much I'm time? To how much plan. time do you give that? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your response time? Allocated? I want you to answer me in five, five seconds. Minutes. Yeah. Was, no. Right. Um, but if they don't, if they don't reach back or give me a response within like two hours, I feel like you putting your foot down, like stomping, like your foot, like all right, nothing yeah. Well, now. I'm just like, hey, yeah. any any word on my showing request? Because it, it kind of messes with your schedule. Sure. They're not sure. responding sure. in a timely manner. I get it. People now you got are your busy. clients hounding you and everything else. Yeah. And there's only so much you can do. But I think that that's probably something that bothers me the most. It's, it irks me. Is when people are just not responsive. What's your best story or most rewarding story from a transaction in real estate? And then what's your worst, most painful, like ugly story that you've experienced in real estate? 
best story there's so many oh man well give us one what do you got um well my best story Hmm. what's put the biggest smile on your face from one transaction in real estate oh man i'll tell you this here we go here we go we're we're getting Uh, it it, i cried actually okay so was that you don't look like a crier either sometimes i'm more of an emotional like happy crier Mm -hmm. Like, you know, those uh, Facebook it. videos where people come home from the war yeah. and like surprise their family. It's I the cry. music, too, that they mm-hmm. play in the background. OK, so best story. And I hope they listen because it's really cute. So we were well, on you're, a, you're, you'll send them the video and be like, tune yeah. in at like 51 minutes and 10 yeah. seconds. This is for you. <laughs> uh, so doing a walkthrough on a two family in Lyndhurst. And it was a mom purchasing with her son and the son's wife. They're going to live in the two family together. And we're doing the walkthrough. And then uh, the husband and the wife pull everybody into the back room of the house. And they're like, you know what this room's going to be? And I'm just like, I'm, I, I could start crying thinking about it now. Because they're like, she's pregnant. Oh, my God. I blew a gasket. I started bawling. I needed to leave the room because I felt so happy and filled oh, with that's joy. Awesome. I didn't want to take away from like the sure, family. Sure. But man, that was the best thing. So you felt that like that was a oh, heartfelt, yeah. like rewarding, just oh, everything. Yeah. It's like you felt so comfortable around me to allow me to be involved in that situation. You know, and it's such a touching it was such a touching moment, and it's it's just really heartfelt. Honestly, I could cry thinking about it. it you know, I think again, so like happy. that's like the difference between being like relationship driven versus transactional, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at it as well, like they let me in this part of their life, whereas most people are like, let's just get the offer accepted. Like, are we done with the home inspection? Are we done with the walkthrough yet? You know, like all right, you're pregnant. Congratulations. See you later. Whereas you're like, this is the best story I have in real oh, estate. Yeah. You know, I was a I was a part of it, and it was really special. So what and about the opposite cute. then? Okay, for so negatives. worst. <clears throat> oh man. There we okay. go. Oh my God, we're pulling it all out. Uh, well, I don't want to say. Uh, you want to use names? You don't have to use names. No, I wouldn't use names. Okay, I was selling a house. Um, You're the listing agent. I was the listing agent, and I don't know if I should really even talk about it, because um, <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Uh oh. Yeah. It's 2021, so you gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, gotta say yes, Lauren. So it was this guy who was selling a house, and um, I had Steve come with me on the listing appointment because the phone call was a little bit weird. Like so sketchy. Yeah, a little sketchy. Um, introduced himself with a different name. We so we went to the house. I had my pepper spray hanging out of my pocket. Steve was like, "Put that away." I'm like, "Oh God, okay." Um, so we meet the person, and turns out he's like a old ball player we could just say and um so went through the transaction things were great sometimes he'd say a little weird couple weird things to me i just bypass like inappropriate like Mm -hmm. and um so now we're like midway through the transaction everything's going smoothly and then we get like three quarters of the way through and things just start getting really uncomfortable for me and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I'm stepping away from this. Um, and I let Steven handle the rest of the transaction. Um, it, 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 I just felt super uncomfortable. I, uh, and I then understood kind of how women are treated differently as realtors in the real estate business. And, um, it wasn't a good feeling. And I don't want to ever have to go through that again. I don't want any woman to go through any tor- 
type of like it's not good yeah, keep negative. business yeah. sure sure so um that was a little difficult for me to swallow and then i you know i kind of like stayed on top of him just to make sure like he wasn't bad talking me in any like uh interviews that he was doing and it was more so just nervousness you know i didn't want a bad name or sure. anything for stepping away but ultimately i stepped away for a reason and yeah, it i think it's a bigger comfort. problem in society in general right like again like look at the end of the day and i say it like respectfully like boys will be boys mm -hmm. right but boys need to know when not to be boys right with that being said you know if you put yourself out there as like a pretty presentable female like that almost not saying it's right it almost comes with the territory you know again like the old day and age were like the pretty female realtor like the stay-at-home mom realtor right that's what it was back in the 80s in the 90s you know men were in banking women were in real estate mm -hmm. you know so you put out their pretty picture guys like man this is open territory like I'm gonna have her come sell my house, but like mm -hmm. he's giving you the deal, maybe not because you're the best agent, but because you're pretty, thinking that there's something else after the closing, right. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a bigger issue in society in general. But like, what are your solutions to prevent that? Like, you don't come off as that person as like, like you're not gonna play that bullshit with them. You know, you're gonna be like either reply nothing or like you said, remove yourself from the transaction. But I find like most women would kind of like entertain that until the deal closes. Yeah. No. Um. I'm pretty straightforward. Um. I mean, if you follow my Instagram, I'm not showy. I'm not, I, I don't perceive anything else that I'm not. Yeah, I get it. You know, yep. um, I like when people say to me, you look just like your pictures on Instagram. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Not your picture from 1980. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I'm just real. I'm just true. I'm who I am. And I get weird calls and weird messages often, and it's uncomfortable. But I'm fortunate enough where I have a boyfriend in real estate who I could take with me on the initial meetings sure. and feel comfortable, feel more comfortable. And then I'm also setting that, that line. Up that, front. Yeah, that, you know, nope, this is so strictly business, nothing else, you know. And, and hopefully people understand that. And I think some people don't get it and they still continue to try sure. and sure. try. But there comes a point where it's like if you're continuously doing that, I'm just gonna not work with you. I I I, I want to feel yeah, you can comfortable. You walk away. Sure, sure. You know, sure. and if I don't feel comfortable, and if things make me, you know, feel weird, then I'm just gonna move on. Interesting. And I could do that. So, do your boyfriend work as a team in real estate? You kind of do your own thing. We used to. That's how it, in the beginning when he was at Star Real Estate. I mean, Star Real Estate's his family company. Oh, okay. And then he actually left, and he went to EXP Realty. So I pretty much. So you're going to EXP? No, no, no. It's not the announcement. Uh, uh No, no, no. I'm very comfortable, very happy at Star Real Estate. Um, do you like being in a small mom and pop shop opposed to like a bigger brokerage? Yeah, it's just easy. It's is it because you're a star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm the star. Uh, it's just easy for me, and I really like it. I, it's comfort, I think. Um, and people say you have to get out of your comfort zone, but I think if it that varies that I mean, look if you're happy you're treated fairly like i don't yeah. believe i don't believe any brokerage can make a person i think you right. can break a person mm -hmm. but like if you're successful and the brokerage is there to support you when you need it you're on a fair split like why move you know i look at it as like if i was in real estate ever which i probably never will be mm -hmm. i would go to like a no-name company or just have my own company so i don't have that competition right because everyone's out there hey i'm a keller i'm a Coldwell banker i'm an exp 
well, odds are somebody messed up that reputation or brand because it's a big mass brand, yeah, big right? Corporate company. On your own, you're like, hey, I'm at a mom and pop shop, family owned business, been around for X amount of years. I'm me, I'm Rachel from Star. You yeah. know, I think it's actually like more of an integrity thing at that point. And also, it's not just about the brand, it's the person. Completely. You know, Completely. and I think it's more so that. I mean, the logo and the branding and all that is one thing. Like, that's, I mean, some people prefer that. Sure. And I get sure. that. Uh, some people don't want a smaller mom and pop shop, but me, uh, I think you're you're choosing me as your realtor. You're not choosing my company, you know. Uh, and I think with that mindset, it's you're you know good. So do you guys like compete internally? Like who does more deals or no. No, none of that? No, no. no. Uh, you guys like don't talk shit to each other at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. So we started off as friends at Star, and then. Um, you know, he helped me a lot with social media. Is he older? Media. No, he's 29. Oh, he same, same age. age. Um, he helped me a lot with social media, getting on my feet. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Um, and he was the one that really pushed social media for me. And he's like, just get on it. Start doing it. Post every day. And that's what I do. And it's been super successful. Um, <clears throat> but he – it's nice having someone – to t like a lot of people don't like being in the same kind of business or working together with your significant other because it could be stressful. Sure, spend a lot of time together. Yeah. Whatever. But it sounds like you guys understand each other. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, they get you know? the hours and everything yeah. else. Yeah, and and you you can lay in bed and I could t I could tell him about a transaction falling through and he'll understand. He's not rolling his eyes or turning no. the volume up. Yeah, he gets it and that's that's nice where we can talk and talk about our jobs and understand it completely, sure, you know? Sure, There's always something. So you have a dog? Oh, yeah. Tell us about the dog. What's Remy. Remy Martin. <laughs> That's like your sidekick? He's Remy, your realtor on Instagram. <laughs> licensed <clears throat> or unlicensed? Unlicensed puppy house hunter. All right. Uh, no, but we call him the closer. He's <laughs> literally my best friend. I love him so much. I take him on, on as many appointments as I can. Never take him inside. Some people think that I do. Um, he's usually always in the car. Um, I'll let him like roam around outside a little bit if the home's vacant. Sure. You know, I don't want to ruin anybody's front lawn. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's my buddy. He just turned four, uh, end of the year, and yeah. So like when you go home at the end, of the, well, he's with you all day. I'm guessing. Sometimes, not always. Depends where I'm at. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But they say, like, when you go home to a dog, it like, makes you feel better. You forget about everything else. Is that yeah. kind of how it is? Like, he's, like, there waiting for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, he gets so excited when we come home. I mean, he runs up to me directly and just wants to be pet and loved and then runs around and jumps. <laughs> so cute. He's just so lovable. And he's so big. Interesting. <clears throat> so are you going to get another dog? Or it's just one done? No. Yeah. I mean, right now, I think we're content. We have a lot on our plates. Gotcha. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So goals, give me like where you're going to be in, in next year, next three years, next five years. Mm. So then we could watch this a year, three years, five years from now and like reference it back. <clears throat> okay, so. No pressure. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> one year, where do I plan to be in one year? I mean, I don't know. Three years, five years. Like do you ever see yourself having your own brokerage one day? Do I want to? Maybe. I mean, that's, that's something that I've kind of juggled with. Um, you know, do I want that responsibility or am I really just enjoying where I'm at solely? Um, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
no goals three years five I, I years? I don't know. It's uh, it's hard. I mean, I said before, it's like, it's like uh, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. I mean, I definitely want to own a couple multifamilies. Okay. Um, the lady landlord. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. Yeah. Um. I, I mean. Do you like development at all, or not really? Like building a house, or. Um, I think that'd be cool. Maybe to do some flips down cool. the line. Cool. I'd be open to that. Yeah. Um, I think the process is really cool. I had a client that built a home. Um, I think you po- you were posting it, right? Yeah, in the very beginning, and that was pretty awesome. Caucus? No. no. Um, it was Somerset. Somerset. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like really exciting. So that would be something I'd be into. But five-year plan, maybe. Have you ever dabbled in the commercial at all, or not really? Yeah, a little bit. I've done um, one commercial deal in. Uh, well, one lease and a whole different ball game. Yeah, it was just so interesting, so different. Yeah. Um, it's more challenging. Yeah, but different challenges. Yeah, and it was in the beginning of my career, so I didn't really know exactly, you know, sure. what to do. Sure. But I went with it, and it worked. And it was actually an old friend of mine who reached out to me. Oh, cool. That needed the spot for his company, so it worked out well. See, that's what's nice, right? So, like, when you're in your 20s, like, the majority of people our age or when you started weren't really into that buying homes, investing in real estate. So, I always say, like, if you're able to succeed or make it in your 20s, by the time you turn, like, 30 to, like, let's say 60, you should be busier than ever because everyone you know, right, yeah. is going to be your clientele, right? Like referrals Right. So, when I, st- when I started, like, I was doing mortgage for people that were 20, 30, 40 years older than me and, like, I, my, my immediate sphere of influence, if you will, they weren't my product, right? They weren't really coming to me because they didn't. They were living at home in their parents' basement, or where they yeah. were in grad school, or they were renting in Manhattan. But like, as once you hit thirty, it's kind of like everyone's on the same playing field, and now they're gonna come to you because they know you've been doing this for so long, and they think of you as like that go-to person. So it's cool yeah. to like watch that evolution happen, where like you're able to develop your own business organically, but everyone's watching you develop it with strangers. And then when they're ready, like you're their only thought, you yeah. know? So it's cool watching that. Yeah, it definitely is. I think even when I first started in real estate, I didn't have many friends trying to buy or sell sure, or, sure. you know, but I'm seeing now it's now it's happening. Sure. You know, I'm having a lot more high school friends reach out to me, which is nice. And I, I you know, it's like a comfort thing. Sure. You know, I even, um, and, and that's, even more enjoyable because you get to go through the process of someone like you grew up with, sure. which is super fun. Sure. You know, what, uh, what's your advice for women that want to get into real estate? And then what's your advice for new people that get into real estate? Um, advice for women just getting into real estate. I would say just be true to you. Don't, don't scroll on social media and click realtors pages and think that, putting yourself out there in any explicit way or anything like that is going to get you more business. Um, uh, Like what I stand by is like, I want a wife to call me and I want a husband to call me. I want them both to feel comfortable to call me and work with me. You know, I don't want like someone to find me on Instagram and then his wife be like, well, what the heck, you know, what's she wearing that for? Yeah. Um, I don't post any pictures of drinking. I mean, not like I drink really much at all, but like I'm, you know, I'm solely. Keep it very clean. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. And I think. Um, it's a very comfortable brand. Get, yeah. That will get you further than being showy or being flashy and just kind of putting sure. yourself out there in a negative way. Um, but I mean, that's just, that's just me. And also what you put out there is what you're going to 
bring back in sure. you know so just be careful be very cautious um pepper spray <laughs> i know it's loaded silly, up on it, yeah. but like have it you have it on you now uh, it's in my <laughs> yeah i didn't think i'd need <laughs> yeah, it but you don't, don't just worry. in case no um and don't do showings at night especially and uh also <laughs> <clears throat> Don't wear a dress or a skirt at night if you're doing showings. Just wear pants, you know, fair, you know, fair. whatever. Yeah. Just be safe. Keep it safe. Mm-hmm. And what about advice to somebody that's brand new that either just got their license or is getting their license right now? Where do you start? Keep going. Don't give up. Don't don't let people try to tear you down or tell you you're not good enough. Um, definitely just want to keep the ball rolling. And keep trying your hardest to put yourself out there and make those phone calls, send those mailers. No matter how many times you get turned down, just keep doing it. I think that's like the biggest deposit that you could have. So that's oh, that's like go. the deposit that, right? <laughs> keep going. Yeah. I mean, keep going. My my deposit that, are you ready for the I'm right. Oh, you, you've been thinking about this. Oh, yeah. You, you planned this all along? All right. What do you got? Yeah. Okay. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about it, are you? You can't change it up. No. So someone said this to me in my first year of real estate because I was scrolling on Instagram, on Facebook, and I was getting really down. I'm like, why can't I just be like them? You know, and they were like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle and your middle to someone else's ending. And I think that resonates a lot, especially with real estate. Um, Because you can scroll on Instagram like I do often. and you Are you a scroller? Yeah, sometimes at night. Guilty. Uh, We're all guilty of it. Yeah, of course. But you scroll at night and you see, you know, agents that have been in the business for 10, 15, 20 years. They're killing it, you know, and I'm here on four years and I think I'm killing, killing it. it. Yep. But, you know, it, you can easily disencourage yourself by, by, by comparing and always looking at someone else's uh, page and what they're doing and what you're not or what you could be doing. So I think it's just important to focus on you. Try not to look at everybody else's, uh, you know, where they are. Look, there's a lot. I think that's great. I think there's a lot of external pressure out there, and it's very easy. So if you pick, like, 10 realtors you follow, my advice would be find everything you like about this person, right? Write it down. Find everything you don't like this person's doing, write it down with 10 people that you think you may want to be like, right? Like, I like this post, I like this content. I don't like that they post this. I don't like their opinion on this. Like, so maybe you don't be political or whatever it might be. Mm. And then you have, let's say, 100 things you like, 100 things you don't like, and then figure out the most important ones to you because it's easy to look at, oh, wow, this person just sold seven properties, but maybe they did no deals last year or maybe they're lying. Maybe they didn't even sell those properties. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, like you said, staying true to yourself is the most important thing and Again, in my opinion, Instagram, unfortunately, and social media breeds a lot of insecurity in people. Oh, yeah. But what I can tell you is like, if you know deep down you're working your ass off, right, and you might have not seen the results yet, they're coming. You yeah. just got to stay focused on that. You know, and I think a lot of people, like you said, say, you know, this is your beginning. You're comparing somebody who's been in the business 15 years. Like no right mind should you even be, you know, having that thought process because yeah. they have, you know, what is that? 180 month head start on you. There you go. You just got to focus on what works, what works for you. You know, and again, by 
to encourage the younger generations that are getting in, I feel like the world has changed so much in general. Forget the past 10 years, like 10 years ago, I was sending you know messages from a BlackBerry and people were like, why are you sending emails after 7 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Now, like, it's normal, right? Now it's like 11 p.m., you know. Nonstop text yeah. me- and now it's text messaging. When I, when I was sending text in, 11, in 2011, 2012, I was getting like, that's not professional a text. Now most people want to communicate that way. So, you know, it's nice that it's kind of like everything with COVID has been reset. Like there's no right, there's no wrong. It's what works for you. And if you're just getting into the business now, like you got to formulate your own system that works for you, not yeah. what works for your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, the legend, the you know hero in the industry or that did it 20 years ago. Formulate what works for you, and then that might be what becomes a norm for the entire industry. So hopefully that gives people a lot of like motivation, inspiration to pretty much like write their own story from here on out. Yeah, for sure. Staying true. So, Stay true to you. So I appreciate you coming on. Thanks Thank for coming you. in for 2021. Hopefully everybody enjoyed, you know, the uh, kickoff. Hopefully everyone watches it. Obviously follow you on Instagram at what? Rachel, your real Rachel, your realtor, or is it MJ? Rachel, your realtor, I think. Okay. Rachel, your realtor. We'll, we'll post it like right yeah. here. Like if you're watching the video, like here's the, you know, we'll have yeah. the graph, we'll have the edited in. Yeah. But um, yeah, for look any of your northern, central New Jersey needs, she's your girl, and I enjoyed the show. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks so it. much.